detention veterans, and everyone who's ready to change their lives. Welcome to the Christina Silva Show, educating our veterans live. Join your host, Marine Corps-trained motivator, Christina Silva, as she connects with experts, innovators, and military heroes. Now, let's get started. Here is Christina Silva. Yeah. Hey, fans. I am absolutely so excited to have two weeks of back-to-back shows. The combination of the last four shows has given you creative resiliency solutions and several different pathways to either refocus and restart your goals or to get brand new ones. And speaking of brand new, our guest today has created her own, very own line of beauty products. And I love this guest because she taught me just overnight how to wear a bold lip. She's also (laughs) been on pageant stages for 15 years, and she's an actress near a landmark that I see every day out my window, LAX. What does it mean to her? We'll find out shortly. And I just want to thank her for her husband's 20 plus years in our United States Navy as an engineer that's worked on all kinds of ships to make sure our sailors and Marines, just like me, safe. So why don't we welcome our dependent wife, 2022 Mrs. Regency International and Mrs. Black Global to the Christina Silva Show, Andrea McClue. Hello, everybody. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. You have a perfect pageant wave. You know, that's part of the 15 years of experience. You kind of learn how to do the proper way when you're on a lot of parade, you know, doing a lot of parades. So you learn how to wait. 15 years as a pageant winner and also runner up and a 15 year span of being a military mom. I must commend you and say you look so beautiful, but there's the pathway to that success of personal self-love and competition and the spirit thereof that we want to educate our veterans about today. So thank you for joining us for a closer look up close and personal with yourself, me, and our audience. Are you ready? I am. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Love her lips, fans. Love her lips. We will end the show with what you did during the pandemic, which was a traumatic experience for you and your family. So I would love for you to talk about that family unit and being the pillar as a military mom first, because that is where your attention has spanned. And we're going to empower moms around the world to know that even though you have that duty and sometimes your husband may be absent during the times of his deployment over the years, you were able to be a leader in your community, become yourself, have an identity, and raise your kids all at the same time. Absolutely. <laughs> Sounds like a lot, doesn't it? <laughs> with the day you became a military wife is great. For the key spouses and military members that are listening, what would you say you did when you were first a newbie? Yes, we that's what we like to refer to new military spouses. You're you're considered a newbie because everything is exactly in the word. It's new, it's different. You know, in the beginning it's cute. So you see the uniform on and they look very cute and sexy and you know, like you're just in this sort of world of of being what you think is being in the military lifestyle, but oh, when you get in there, it's a whole other story. Oh so um, yeah, it was it was something very new to me. The military life dynamic is not the same as your average person that lives, you know, in in the in the same city as you in works a typical nine to five job. So I had to learn about what a deployment is. I had to learn about what an underway means, meaning your husband 
may not be on a full deployment, but he's still going to be gone for at least one to three months away. Mm -hmm. And having to try to figure that out, I, I can't just call him and you know, email him when I want at the time, there is none of that. There's almost sometimes no connection whatsoever. So you're just basically watching the news and just hoping for the best. And, you know, these are all new things. So when you're trying to learn that part of life and trying to figure out how that lifestyle works, it's a lot. It's very, very different, which is almost like an adjustment period for a lot of military couples. It's definitely adjustment period. But once you get through that and get past it, it you, you just learn to adapt and you are there for each other and learn to connect in a way with each other that maybe most normal couples would not be able to experience. And it's a wonderful thing. Oh, thank you for being here today. And thank you for sharing. You know, you're in a form of service and so is your whole family with the children. Once they were introduced into your marriage, they had to learn that daddy wouldn't be available at times too. So what did you do to build up a support group and to actually get involved on base with the many programs that exist and also when the kids were home until they were school age? Right. It's very, that part is very difficult because they don't understand when, when my husband first started deploying, they were young. So they didn't really understand why dad was away for months on end. And when is he going to come back home? And me just having to not only try to be strong and mentally prepare myself for these things, but also be mentally strong for my children. And so I would always find creative ways to do things with them because we live in California, in Southern California, we had Disneyland. So we would go to the beach a lot. We would take them to Disneyland, just kind of do things to get their minds off of the the really big elephant in the room being, you know, daddy's not home right now. So oh keeping my. them, yeah, keeping them active and keeping them busy. And then I discovered the Armed Services YMCA here in San Diego, which is a nonprofit organization that helps milita military families in need. And it literally was like a godsend for our family because mm -hmm. when he was deployed, I still have to work. Life goes on. So you still have to, you know, go to work a nine to five full-time job and I have to make sure to take care of the kids. You're essentially mom and dad. So that having that support group and then being able to go to summer camps or after school camps when I went to school at sometimes little to no cost for military families helped tremendously. So Armed Services YMCA became my support system along with the military wives and families out here that live in our military community. We actually live in base housing. So we live in a military community. It's always mm -hmm. great to have that. And that's what really helped us out in those times of need. Wow. The 2022 Mrs. Regency International and our Mrs. Black Global is joining us today. And she's going to be talking about four hats that are quite important <laughs> to her, along with her reign and the duty that it takes to manage her schedule and also to create a brand and run it. So integrating her life in with kids while working full time has been a duty. But now that her kids are teenagers, she's going to share with us these four hats. Still military <laughs> mom and wife, budding actress, pageant winner, and she's also a leader in the community. And then she's coming up with another few projects with her podcast. She calls it a vlog, but I'm <laughs> hoping that it becomes a podcast <laughs> with Andrea. This is a Friday where your listeners and subscribers and followers are going to be finding out about you a little bit more in detail about how you're able to overcome. And you mentioned a couple of words in the first segment about adaptation, about therapy, and about really finding a place to go and embed yourself 
such as the Armed Forces YMCA. And that turned you into your own volunteering entity where you can tell others in the community if they'd like to become a pageant contestant, if they'd like to volunteer or partake in some of those services, or if they'd like to become an actress. Let's first start with being a board member. What does it really mean to you and what are those duties? I was so beyond honored. I had been a volunteer with the ASYSD for a good five years. And I kind of, when I won my titles back when I was Mrs. California, actually, they gave me the opportunity to just kind of be their unspoken, spoken spokesperson yeah. and brand ambassador for the for the organization because yeah. for them this was their first time having a beauty queen that was also a military spouse that is within the organization so they're like you <laughs> no better way to tell us exactly or tell other people about the organization than for you to be like the brand ambassador so anytime I went out doing appearances whether it be community service events whether it was television you know movies red carpet whatever I was doing that is my platform, helping military families in need. I would always promote and talk about the system and talk about how the organization works. And I would love when people would come up to me and say, how can I help? How can I donate? Because yeah. a lot of the times in my world of pageantry, people don't know other than saying thank you for the, your service. That's all people really know what to say. After that, they're kind of clueless. Like, yes. I, I want to do more. I want to help, but I don't know what else to say past thank you for your service. So oh in comes me <laughs> being able to just kind of tell you, well, this is an organization that you can do donate to. You can donate your time by volunteering. You can do so many things to help out our families because a lot yeah. of people just do not know what military families go through. They have no idea the challenges, the financial challenges. There's, there's so many aspects within our, our lifestyle that people really need to know about. And I love that I have the platform to do so as Mrs. Regency International and as Mrs. Black Global. Oh, gosh, that is beautifully said, because we can feel your empathy. We can feel what you're currently going through being stationed at Camp Pendleton in beautiful San Diego. I watched a recent interview of you by the boats, which is another form of therapy being by <laughs> the ocean. Knowing you're a Texas pastor's daughter where you were born the kids yeah. have to go through those changes. And I want to thank you for six duty stations. Thank you to your husband in the United States Navy, a staff sergeant, correct? He is a chief, actually, in the Navy. Yes. Oh, that staff sergeant realm is from the Marine Corps, and our listeners oh. don't know. So that okay. comparison of rank is actually a leader, and he must be in charge of others to make sure things are safely done in the engineering world. So with the Christina Silva Show, we try to teach civilians that are listening and military members of each branch, since there are nuances and differences per each branch, that that rank Chief Petty Officer is actually a naval rank that would be the same as our wonderful. That and that's something that I just learned. I didn't yes, know that myself. So now that I know, that's what he would be in the Marines. <laughs> of course, yes. This is so interesting. Your kids go to a regular school. They're not sheltered on base, although there is a school district. They go to a school where they can also be acclimated, and they're going to school with civilian children. But don't they ask questions when they're in a young age? Where's your dad? What are you doing? You know, kids have to go through the adaptation too. So give us an example of how you were able to nurture your children if they were ever not bullied, but, you know, inquired upon for their military background from a child that wasn't from a military background. Did you ever encounter that? 
Oh, absolutely. So the beauty of living in San Diego is that it is very military, very military based. There's over a hundred thousand military families here, possibly more than that, is in the San Diego area. So we're lucky here that they do have a lot of civilian kids that understand the life because they're around it all the time. And a lot of the children, a high percentage actually go to civilian schools that are military children, but they're able to kind of cope and talk with each other about it because they understand. But living in a place like Colorado or Kansas where there's no water for Navy, they're like, what are you guys doing here? Like, there's no water. How are you? Why how is he in the military? What's going on? So that part would be difficult. But instead of me, it, it was hard at times because you're not really living around a lot of, a lot of people that are military based. So they don't really know. So it was a lot of explaining and having to really just explain to them what to say if someone were to ask them at school, what does your daddy do? Why is he not home or deployed or something? So we found different kind of funny ways, kind of easy ways when they're in elementary to kind of tell them what to say if someone says anything. But as an adult, I just kind of use it as an opportunity to educate people in the Midwest that may not necessarily know about the Navy. They may have Army bases, they may have Air Force bases, but you don't hear too much Navy around <laughs> the Midwest. So I just yeah. use that as an opportunity to educate, which was always That's a great thing. You're doing it today, educating our veterans live, the community responsibility. And it's so great. and wonderful because April is the month of the military child. So we celebrate that here at Los Angeles Air Force Base where I live nearby and give back in the way of safety and education. And there's a lot to do in San Diego. It's truly awesome with the 100,000 plus families you mentioned. And in our state of California, we're approaching 500,000 veterans. Eight Amazing. years ago, it was 343,000 veterans getting out of the military. So imagine in eight years, how many hundreds of thousands are now getting out. And when they yes. do retire, let's say your husband, he's got to make a forward plan because the world with digital technology and social media is changing by the minute. So have you guys made plans toward retirement yet since he's at the 20 year mark? We're talking about it. I can yeah. tell you that. <laughs> he, he's been in 22 years. He's got a couple Thank of more you. to go. So, you know, I always tell him, you know, well, you say that until you, let's say if you make senior chief, then I don't know, there might be an extension, <laughs> but he's, yeah. he's pretty much done his service and he's ready to get out. 24 years is, so is um, just a lot, but I commend him. I always say I commend him on doing that to be an active duty sailor. That's all, all he's done every aspect within the military he's been on the ships he's been you know doing things here and helping out a lot of the the uh, military sailors when they're in need here in san diego yeah. at the particular command he's at helping a lot of ships and fixing a lot of ships almost ask sometimes like how many bolts have you actually like over the years like can you even think of how many you've done <laughs> because Most it's just been such a long service but um I'm very proud of him, very proud to have been married to him this long Aww. and have had, we've created such a, a adventure. We've always said the military lifestyle is not a burden. It's not a, it's, it's more than a way of life. It literally is an adventure. So Aww. we're looking forward to the next adventure, which would be retirement. Yes, of course. <laughs> I think he's ready, but he's, he's been working on his degree, his, getting his college degree, which is great that the military does offer free education. A lot of people don't know that. So I put that in there sometimes. They do offer free education for military and also for military spouses. 
I was able to get my college education from the MICA program, which is a program that is a grant program for military families or, or military spouses. So it helped me get my degree as well. So there's so many little things you just have to find within the the life here and, and trying to just basically figure out how to navigate it all. There is no there is no real book on really what to do. You can, you know, there's books, but there's really no way of fully knowing what you're getting into until you are in it, until you've experienced it and lived it for yourself. And, yes. and we, we've had quite the adventure. That's for sure. I'm very proud of him. Side oh. note, he's actually done over, he plays the trumpet actually for military funerals. He, um, they did a big article on him a few years back because he's done over 5,000 military funerals. My goodness. He's played tap at 5,000 military. I just wanted to put that out there because that, that alone is just. Yes. It's quite moving. Thank you for yeah. sharing that. We commend mm -hmm. you there, Staff Sergeant McClue. We want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts for the meaning of service and for humility and active duty service in your uniform, along with other sailors leading them and guiding them to persevere with their toolkit toward resilience. It is a really hard duty. And we're talking with the wives and the children that are also serving. You've gone through your own boot camp with deployments, PCS changes, and having to do bereavement duty. I personally do that as a volunteer with our wow. airmen and guardsmen. And I was doing it with our Marines when I served. When we lose someone, the family becomes that gold star mom. There are blue star moms and the families never forget and the legacy of the sailors are never forgotten. So thank you for that trumpeteer service that you're doing to our nation and for our nation. Yeah, thank this you. Is, this is amazing. This is what <laughs> I wanted to share with the world through your story because a lot of spouses are crying out to hear how they cannot lose themselves in military motherhood, how then they cannot lose themselves from the sadness and travail when their husbands are gone the adult side of that love when it's loneliness or, you know, not having an identity and it comes to your pageantry. When did you win your first crown and what is the spirit of a runner up? How does that look? Wow. Oh goodness. Um, I, <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long journey. So I'm trying to even think of where I can start. I can tell you, I started doing pageants when I was 15 years old. And oh. then I took a break after that because I ended up getting married and having children. I did not know that there was a Mrs. You know, pageant systems. I had no idea. I was like, what is a Mrs. pageant? Like, I know what a Mrs. is, but I'm like, you mean for married women? Yeah. So yes, there are pageants for married women. And when I found that out, I was sold. I was like, okay, I get to talk about my platform about military life. And then I get to have a little glitz and glam. So um, I decided to get back into it. I was a runner up six times <laughs> before I actually won my first title. And let yeah. me tell you, it's it's perseverance. You have to be able to just never give up. You have a dream that you want to achieve. And I really wanted a title. And this international title, it, it took a lot of a very long time of just chills, holding hands. <laughs> Yeah, oh, yeah, both of them. <laughs> but it, it took a, it took a long time. So I I tried six tries. On my seventh try, I won Mrs. Hollywood, and then oh, and then the last five years it just kept going. I won Mrs. Hollywood, then I won Mrs. California, then Mrs. Yeah. United States, and then in July of last year in Las Vegas, I won the title of Mrs. Regency International, which means I finally got 
the international oh. title. So, oh, <laughs> I, this is so wonderful. On Good yeah. Friday, we're hearing the good news and golden nuggets from our very own pageant winner, the crowned multiple times, Andrea McClue. <laughs> this is so funny because the line of accomplishments you have, you did still raise your kids and have to work. Um, and pageantry is something that's a full-time job in preparedness and also what comes along with the rain. So when you're holding two titles, both global and international, what did you actually have to do over the last, say, nine months of your reign? Yeah, it's been busy. <laughs> um, it has been very busy with my titles. I, I So the Regency, so I just want to get explained to people so they know the difference between the two. The Regency International title is an international title that I won where I typically use my platform as the military spouse to talk about the challenges of military lifestyle. So I, again, you're always on the red carpet. You're always doing appearances. It has to do with community service. Anything that is going on that is military, <laughs> any, any right. event with children, spouses, if it's a 5k run, if it's serving food at the local food bank, those are all equipped with my Regency title. So mm -hmm. I've had a great and wonderful time doing that. This past year, uh, over the holidays, we gave over, um, I want to say it was a, over a thousand bikes to a thousand military children for Christmas. So they not only got bikes, but they also got a bunch of toys. That was a very great moment for me. One of my most memorable moments, I would say, with the title. And then Mrs. Black Global, is an ambassador title that centers around helping young African-American women uh, mm -hmm. just basically learn how to reach their goals and their dreams. So we do a lot of parades, a lot of, again, a lot of appearances and a parade events where anytime, you know, representation is, a, it means everything. So anytime mm -hmm. there is a young African-American girl in the crowd and her eyes are doe-eyed and big, and she's just like, oh, you're a princess. I wish I could do that one day. That's my job is to try to be that role model to show them not only, honey, can you be a princess, you can be a queen, you can be an entrepreneur, you can be a powerful woman, you can be a doctor, you can be a lawyer, you can be whatever you want to be. So if you are me as an African-American woman can do that for another young black woman, uh, young black child or young black teen. That is my job and that I've been so honored to have this title as Mrs. Black Global and just serve all over the country pretty much just teaching young Black women to be the best version of themselves. Oh, man. Thank you to both entities for creating such awesome pageants with great meaning and causes because it does make a difference. It takes one golden nugget to change a youth's life so they can dream. Dreaming makes reality come true. And we've got to ask, is there a tiara nearby? There is, of course, there's a tiara in your, I mean, I don't go anywhere without it, you know, this is, <laughs> this is my Regency, my Black Global one is put up, but this is my Regency crown, um, it only weighs a couple of pounds, people always ask me, that's the, I think that's the number one question most queens get, maybe, at least yes. I get, <laughs> how much does it weigh? I'm like, it's about two to three pounds. <laughs> Thank you. How wonderful. You've done a great job traveling. Now, America, we're talking with our crowned queen with two reigning titles, Andrea McClue. Andrea, you've got to share with us how you made it to Hollywood on the big screen because black and white film looks good on you. Said <laughs> Thank you. Himself. Share with us what LAX means to you, not on your travels, but in the realm of film and television. 
Wow. Wow. Um, it's almost got emotional when you said that. It's just thinking of all the things you don't think about the things you've accomplished in your life till you hear someone else say it because I'm so focused on everything else. Congratulations. But, uh, yeah, thank you so much. Um, so LAX came about. I did a small movie that is still now available on Tubi. I'm going to plug my shelf. <laughs> Shamelessly. <laughs> but um, I did a movie called Strong Black Woman 2. That was my very, very first leading role. I was scared out of my mind, but I just did a lot of research. I worked with a coach and just really wanted to hone in on what it is to be a good actress because coming from beauty queen status, a lot of times in Hollywood is very difficult to get them to want to take you seriously. (laughs) There's still a stigma with beauty queens. So a lot of times I really had to work twice as hard, to be honest with you, than other actors and actresses because they don't really take you seriously. They see the bubbly girl. So I said, no, I want to be taken seriously. I want to be an Angela Bassett one day or a Viola Davis one day. I want to make my name known. So I really studied hard. I said, don't give me the bubbly roles. Don't. I'm already a bubbly, goofy person. Give me the serious <laughs> stuff. You know, yeah. give me something that's going to resonate with couples. It's going to resonate with families. It's something, a character that people will remember. And yeah. so LAX came about the first movie. And it was a, I mean, that making that movie to me was probably one of the hardest things I've ever done because I really had to, to hone in on situations that I haven't experienced personally, but that's part of being an actor is having to really bring out life and breathe life into a character that you don't know. That's not my life. (laughs) So I really had to work on that. And because we did such an amazing job. Uh, we ended up getting a sequel, which is going to be coming out soon, May 12th on Apple TV and in theaters wow. called LAX to Paris. <laughs> so well, we're very excited about that. In that movie title, it's the sequel to LAX by Carl Jackson, written, directed yes. by, right? But LAX yeah. number two Paris is going to drop on May 12th. I watched both trailers and you are actually extremely talented. I mean, oh, thank this you is so much. You're <laughs> a situation where you are losing it and you love, you've loved this person and you've given it all. It's very relatable and it just drew me right in. So I cannot wait to camp out this weekend with my AirPods at the beach. <laughs> <laughs> LAX number two, Paris. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. If anyone wants to watch the first one just to get an idea for the second movie, it is also available on Tubi right now. And if the app is free. You can download it. There's going to be some ads because we have to get paid. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> right. but you can watch the movie totally free and it's called LAX. And it'll just give you an idea of the the, the tumultuous <laughs> dynamic of the characters, Kelly and John, and really just trying to navigate their marriage. There's some very tragic things that happen to them oh. in their life. There's some surprises that Kelly doesn't know about her husband that she learns on this, what they call a very long car ride where both people are stuck in a situation and they have to talk because they have nowhere else to go. <laughs> Our actress headed for the red carpet and the Academy Awards with the director, oh, Carl Jackson. Yes is going to be possessed into stardom because she actually decided and executed her dreams on the Christina Silva show. And we're talking with our pageant reigning Tiara Donning 
Andrea McClue, and she is a charitable heart at the San Diego Armed Forces YMCA with her two teenagers and a husband that's serving on active duty in our Navy. He is our chief petty officer that is proud of his lovely bride. Andrea, we've got to ask you with two teenagers what they think of you on screen. You look absolutely beautiful. And by the way, the film shot in black and white is breathtaking. Yes, yes. It was something we wanted to do something very old Hollywood. Yes. Uh, LAX to Paris was shot in Vegas. The whole movie was shot in Vegas. I so we did different locations, but it just looks so stunning. You know, you would think Vegas. Mm -hmm. I'm like, how are we going to do this in black and white? I don't know. It looked stunning. It came out it's amazing. Stunning. We were so happy to just do something a little bit different, you know? Yes. Yes. Yeah. You at film festivals very soon. So the kids yeah. are proud of you or do they understand it or do they have time when they're teenagers to even think about it? You know what's funny is my, my son, when he was younger, he wanted to show to people that he's like, well, my, at the time he would say, because I'm not famous, but he was in his brain. <laughs> It's at nine. It's like my mom's famous. I probably she's on. She's doing this and she's doing that. And so they had him Google me. So he with his classmates Google me so he can show pictures of himself on the red carpet with me. Enjoying our shows and can't get enough of us? Follow us on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio and see what we're cooking up for you. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But don't forget to make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. You're listening to The Christina Silva Show, educating our veterans live. If you'd like to call in during our live show, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. For more information about the show, email crsprods at gmail.com. That's crsprods at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. So that's how long I've kind of been in this. He's 17 now. Wow. He was nine then. So to them, it's like, eh, <laughs> I'm mom. Yeah, they've been on red carpets with me before. They've been to a lot of events. They've had cameras in their face. And they they don't really care. I think they're. I'm just mom. Like to yes. them, it's like, okay, I'm going on set. Or I think it's cute when they do see me on TV or they'll see a commercial. And they're like, look, it's you. You're on but that's about yeah. all I get. Other than that, you know, it's when when is dinner ready? When is, you know, mom, I need new clothes. Like, <laughs> they don't really, I don't think they care. <laughs> wearing the hats and wearing them well. We also want to know a little bit about you with your amazing tenacity to become an entrepreneur and one that is not shy when it comes to combining a brand that actually impacts every arena of what we talked about in those four areas. Military mom, actress, pageant winner, and now entrepreneur. And yeah. I want to ask, does your daughter, quote, unquote, love her lips? <laughs> she, 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 my daughter is gorgeous. She's a gorgeous, gorgeous girl. She's but she's more um, she's she's more along the side of being very natural. So she used very minimal makeup and things like that. But honestly, that's why I wanted to create the nude line 
for women that want to not necessarily wear a bold look so much. They have my bold line if they want the good, bold, vibrant look. But they also have the nude line, which makes it to where it looks like it looks close to your skin tone. So it looks like you just basically, you know, it's you're, you're basically just kind of bringing out your own natural beauty, you know what I'm saying, by just putting on a nude lip. So it just kind of accentuates you a little bit. But she, she's kind of, she likes them. I wouldn't say love, but she likes the lips. <laughs> well, she will grow into it. And does she yeah. foresee going after any crowns? You know, she gets asked that a lot. Um, she is really just focused. She's actually in track right now. She runs track. Mm -hmm. So she's more focused on on that side. She used to be my pageant coach, actually, believe it or not. When she was younger, <laughs> oh, I trust her over other pageant coaches. She would She'll just tell, tell me exactly, mom, that's not the dress. You're not walking right. <laughs> that doesn't look good. I don't like that. Like to the point to where the other queens would ask her, like, you know, what do you think? <laughs> Oh my she, she's been in the business with me a long time, but she normally likes to just be more behind the scenes. She's really focused on college right now yeah. and her friends and track yeah. and, and just enjoying herself right now. Yeah. And your son, what are his, what does he love to do for his hobbies? He's same thing. He's in track and football. Oh He's been doing a, a very good job. He's actually at practice right now. So we'll have to go get him in about an hour. <laughs> but um, yeah, he's just really, they're great kids. I couldn't ask for better kids. They're, they're just very focused for military kids. You just never know sometimes because of so much moving around. Sometimes it does really affect the children. Yeah. But in our case, we've really tried to have a, and create a balance with them. They were able yeah. to FaceTime my husband and talk to him thanks to technology when he yeah. was deployed. And, you, you know, we just kept them busy to the point to where they're, they're so resilient. A lot yes. of military kids are very, very resilient. We, yes, they are. You'd be surprised. You, you would think it would kind of, they would have some struggles and sometimes they do. But that's what, you know, a lot of these programs and counseling is for to kind of guide yeah. them through that if they need it. We love our military. It is a way of life, but it's also so much more an adventure as a quote from our guest, Andrea, Andrea McClue. You can find her on Tubi with her LAX movie and the sequel coming up on May 12th, 2023, LAX number two, Paris, LAX to Paris. Yeah. Well, there's another side, which is an extra added extracurricular hat that Miss Andrea <laughs> War, and that's where I met her on another red carpet, is becoming a judge to a pageant. So she knows behind the scenes what goes on competing for that tiara. And she also knows as a judge what we look for in candidates, military candidates at the 2023 <laughs> Mr. and Ms. Military Pageant. Did you love the night? And what did you find differently about being on this side of the camera judging our contestants that evening? It was a beautiful night. Um, Mr. Calvin Hill is amazing. His pageant system is amazing. I foresee it being probably one of the mainstream pageants in the future because it's just so different and so fun. And we yes. are able to really acknowledge and celebrate our military veterans, but also active duty members. So with going in, I've judged 50 plus pageants over the years. I don't even know how many, but this was my very first time judging a military-based pageant. So <laughs> I was, I didn't know what, I was like, what do we look for? How are we going to do this? But they gave great instructions on what they are looking for in a Mr. and Miss military. So yeah. that kind of helped us, you know, judges were able to figure out, okay, 
We need to pick the best two candidates for the job. I think we did a fantastic job picking the winners. They were amazing. And I just loved hearing their stories. Overall, their their wardrobe was great. Normally, there's always a swimwear or, you know, a formal type thing going on for, you know, regular mainstream pageants. But in this case, it was more based on knowledge of the candidate. And I love that. We really got a good sense of exactly what they do in their service, but also outside of their military service, them doing their other hobbies and extracurricular activities and their platforms. And it was so hard. I think this is probably harder for me to judge than a regular pageant because I was like, they're all amazing. They're all doing such amazing jobs. I want all of them to get crowns, you know, they were all so good. So I think me really learning about each candidate's job in the, within the military, if they were a veteran or active duty, that was something new to me to learn the different aspects, because I only know mainly about my husband's job is, you know, very nice hearing other jobs. There's so many different types of jobs in the military. So learning about that. And plus, I mean, we had a singer that was the winner as the, is the mister and miss was a U.S. on the USA bobsled team, which I'm That's sure incredible. I actually low-key kind of loved watching the bobsledders. <laughs> so I was, I was kind of fanning out up there. I'm like, Oh my God, this is amazing. If you just never know, you never know. And she's an officer know. in the Marines. She's an officer, but yet okay. she still does USA bobsled. I mean, that's, just amazing. Yes. We are so delighted to have you today. Before you came on, we had a very great doubleheader going on with the one and only Lieutenant Commander on active duty. She's a reservist in our United States Navy. She is holding a billet called the Public Affairs Communications Officer while traveling the world. She was a combat photographer and in the Marine Corps for many years. She was sharing about writing a book and having a pet and her travels and also volunteering at one of the most amazing monumental organizations that remembers our heroes on Memorial Day. And amongst that just recent accomplishment, she served over 30 years now and she's still on active duty. So let's find out what each one of us is made of by journaling and writing down what we want to do in our next times. But as for the contestants at that first inaugural pageant, Mr. and Mrs. Mr. and Miss Military Pageant, it's going to recur. So get ready to support it because Veterans of Hope is another amazing organization. And we're going to have Miss Ashanti Miranda come on the show. She's also a sailor. These sailors have it going on, but our Marines are powerful to the Olympic team. So shout out to Mr. King Military. CJ on Instagram, you can find CJ performing. He has a universal music contract while he's still a yeoman on active duty in the Navy. He's the crowned king of this year for the pageant. And his name is Claude Riddick Jr. And then our queen that we crowned that evening for Miss Military is Riley T. Jack. What an amazing evening. I have our interview on film there. Andrea McClue, and you were just crowned with this beautiful blue gown and we were talking (laughs) and it was just a great time seeing your sash. It's something that you will carry on even though we have to talk about your next podium at the Golden Nugget coming up here in a couple of months. I know you have a gang of emotions going on at one time because your reign is dwindling down unto your successor. How are you going to feel about hosting this year? You know, as it's going to be interesting because I 
basically was their queen for a good three years, meaning I, I kept coming back. I was California winner and I had to come back and then I won again with United States. But yes. you really ultimately want this title. It's all about getting that international title. Yes. So it took a lot of three years for me to finally get this title third try. And wow. so I, I almost was kind of like, well, I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> like, what am I going to do as far as pageantry? Because I've been going to Vegas for the past three years hoping for this title. So when I, I have it now, I'm like, oh, goodness. I'm like, it is coming to an end. But, you know, I have had I've done over. 150 appearances in the last three years with him, I want to say maybe more than that, actually. And I felt like it was such a it's been such a a long, amazing, beautiful ride where I was able to get so many opportunities because of this system, because of this title. It really ended up changing my life. I never thought that I would be doing the things that I'm doing. And it all became, you know, a, a dream. It was a dream that became a reality because of me becoming the international winner. So it's like, I feel kind of sad. I'm sure there will be tears on stage. I already, I've already told people, I will probably cry on stage. Okay. I was like, <laughs> you know, I'm really crying. You know, it's more of like a, just a bittersweet. It's like, I'm happy. I will be happy because it's been very, very busy and a lot of dedication away from my family. So it'll be nice to kind of be home for a little bit and, and focus on my acting and, and my other businesses and things that are going on. But it, it is, it's been a, a wonderful ride that I'm, I'm, I'm just been thrilled to do. I have, it's been an honor and I'm just happy to see it go, but you know, <laughs> but I'm also sad in the same sad in the same. You're destined for greatness because you've got that naval training from an indirect way, okay. right? Absolutely. You know, that's what it is. We got to be strong <laughs> no matter what. We want to look forward to the shelves of Sephora having love her lips, bold and nude lines on the shelves, correct? Yes, I'm so I'm excited. Sorry. So we're in the process of getting the website together. Um, a lot of people don't know when you're starting a business from scratch, it's a lot of work. I think people just assume, oh, it's so easy to do. I'm like, no, <laughs> it took a while to get the logos right, to get the textures right, the colors right, to make sure people would like this color to make sure it will sell, to try to talk to boutiques, to put it in stores. I mean, it's so much, so many entities that go into having your own business. But at the same time, I feel very proud because it's mine. It's something that I created. And um, yeah, we're just getting ready to launch uh, pretty soon, actually. We're going to be launching in the next few weeks, about mid-March, uh, mid-May. We will be launching the new line. And uh, yeah, there'll be some surprises in the launch, uh, maybe a commercial or two, uh, you know, a little billboard that you might see. Like, there's a lot we're working on. So just be, yes. be ready. <laughs> your glam shots are gorgeous and your posts are on the internet and we'll be able to listen to this show on Voice America's Variety Channel. You're listening to The Christina Silva Show featuring our special beauty guest, Andrea McClue, military mom of our U.S. Naval Chief Petty Officer McClue and her family. Thank you for being a dependent wife that showed America today that you can do it too. We're going to give back and be more compassionate about military families because of what you shared today. And we're also going to download Tubi for free so we can watch LAX (laughs) and get ready for LAX to Paris. And hopefully there'll be a movie premiere where we can see you using your wave as the pageant guest 
And there may be. Let's we're working on a few things. I know there is a a UK premiere going to happen um, at the end of the year. So the movie will actually not just be here um, in America. They're actually taking it to the UK in November of this year, and they will be flying me over to Paris for the premiere. So I'm very excited about that. Great. I'm sure you'll be wearing your own line of products and maybe by then you'll have a foundation, eyeshadow and other additions to the Love Her Lips line by Andrea McClue. This is the Christina Silva Show. You can find her on Instagram and she'll share her handles with you now. Yes, you can find me at Andrea McClue on Instagram. You can find me uh, on Facebook at Andrea McClue. You can go to watch my vlog anytime you want to see any new products that I promote or uh, traveling all over the globe. You can go check me out on YouTube and it's called Fridays with Andrea. And then if you want to buy my lipstick line that is coming out soon, if you want to buy these lovely lip colors, you can go to my website, loveherlips.com and get your orders in. Oh, that's incredible. This has been a great show. I feel powered up for the weekend. And we want to leave the audience with what's most important, April 7th and 8th and 9th, because you are a woman of faith. What would you like to say about this precious holiday over the next three years that families can count on to be uplifted and looking forward to a great rest of the spring into summertime? Always believe in the faith that you have been provided, no matter where it comes from, whether it's from your heart, whether it's from finding it and in, in talking with other people, therapy, whatever it is, hone in on your faith. Because without God, without faith, I don't think my family or I could have made it through the things that we've been through in our life. So always make sure to just hone in on your faith. Never give up on yourself. Never give up on Christ. Always be there for each other. Love one another out there. Be kind to each other. Celebrate life because this is truly about a rebirth in our in our religion. This is about a rebirth in our life period. So just remember that when you're thinking about this weekend and Easter weekend, that this is a rebirth, a new, a new point in your life. If you are going through something that you feel like you cannot climb out, this would be the time to go to a local church, to go talk, seek therapy, to there's even things online that you can look up on YouTube to learn about Easter, to learn about this wonderful risen day that we have, this risen weekend is what I like to call it. And just remember to just stay true to who you are. Never give up. Pray always. Stay prayed up no matter what you're doing in your life and you will make it okay. You will be fine. Charity is the greatest gift. Thank you, Andrea, for that prayer of sorts, where from Christina Silva's heart as a person, in the first person, I say that Jesus came to the world not to condemn the world, but the world through him might be saved. And if you don't believe that, you can. There's your invitation from yours truly. But we do all believe that in God we trust and God bless America means our nation is safe and free. So to all the servicemen and women all over the world, we cannot be free without your willingness to serve. Thank you. And thank you to all of our subscribers, listeners, followers, and our endorsees, sponsors, and givers. Andrea, this is a special show I'll never forget. Semper Fi. Thank you so much for having me again. You're welcome. Be safe, everyone. We'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in this week to The Christina Silva Show. Be sure to check back for new episodes every Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll see you soon and Semper Fi.